Boys proudly presents Bobo Boys, a Book Boys production. Hey, Bobo 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 Boys. That's on the podcast. Bobo Boys. Bobo 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 Boys. Agile and mobile as ever. Bobo Boys. Bobo 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 Boys. Very agile. Very fit. Very swole. What's up? Oh man, you need to come at me with that energy. Oh, it's your time. Um, because I've been I've been to the streets. Uh oh. I've been. My ears went to the streets. I've been figuring out what people think about this about this show. Oh yeah, yeah. Your mom and, and you know you what people are thinking it? about other stuff too, related to um, Pubboys LLC. Um, we have a big announcement that happened on Monday night. Um, football. Sure, um, sure. If you want to, if you want to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we? I, yeah, I let's, knew. Let's... I texted you that that was happening, and then yesterday totally forgot. Um, I mean, because I'm not watching football. I just, you know when the trailers go online um yeah well, it's also when we produce things like the moon Knight trailer and have mm-hmm. people related to us oscar isaac the original og po boy a lot of times you make the product you make like it's it's like those editors that never want to see their movies because they're just in the morass over and over again you know perfecting it that was like this moon Knight trailer so we've been you know, working on it, like, should it be Moon Bishop? You know, what what chess piece should it be? Should it be Sun Knight? So that's a little bit more positive. Or, you know, is, you know, is Moon kind of where we want to be going with this? But yes, 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 yes. Um, the Moon Knight trailer is out and the show is coming out so early. March 30th. Um, March 30th, yeah, which is crazy to think because I, when we saw that, what was it on, this teaser came out on Disney Plus Day, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was like a very brief, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it just seems so far off into the distance, and it's really curious to see where this is going because this is a unique story that as far as we know is not connected to anything yet. Um, I'm sure, I mean, Josh, you, you're much more into comics than I am. So you, you were actually, you were excited about Moon Knight and I had no idea what you were talking about a few years ago. Yeah. Pretty pumped. I mean, one of my favorite, I mean, probably runs in, in a comic is a very short six issue comic about Moon Knight by the since canceled Warren Ellis. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty into Moon Knight. I'm pretty pumped. Now you say canceled. Did that? Did the person that created Moon Knight get canceled, or they just nah, were given? No, Moon Knight was created a while ago, but okay. A few so years I've back, re- there was a short, like I said, a six issue um, run with the character with fantastic artist Declan Shalvey, um, who's done some pretty cool Star Wars variant covers and stuff. And then yeah, Warren Ellis, who's been in in hot water since that. Um, Okay. But there's also Brian Michael Bendis had a cool run with the character, and um, yeah, Moon Knight, Moon Knight's cool. Moon Knight's cool. Jeff Lemire, another great run. Yeah, well, it's it's. Um, I mean, Oscar is going to feature heavily. Um, 
in this. Yeah. And yeah. the not to get too deep into it because you know we want you to listen and watch the show, but this is kind of this character has multiple personalities at some point in the show. So Oscar has to play what multiple characters throughout this show. Yeah. Really hoping the, the, the main one doesn't have the British accent. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but buddy, give me that sweet, sweet Oscar voice, you know? Oh, for sure. Who's Mark? Who's Mark? I don't know. I guess we're going to figure that out. I wonder, does it protect travelers by night? Who knows? Who's Jake Lockley? Who knows? Um, now, I am just considering this now that you were bringing up Moon Knight on our Star Wars podcast because we are, of course, the Poe Boys. That is our kind of overarching whole thing. We're the Poe right. Boys because of Star Wars Resistance. And then right. every time a new show came on, you know, we, we adopt a new name. You know, the show is about um, Bobo Frank. So this is the Bobo Boys or, you know, Clone Wars with the Tano Boys. Right. Being going there. But since whatever the last thing that came out was, what was the last thing that came out before we took a break? Vision. Visions. Mm-hmm. Right. So since then, we're, we're only, you know, our new kind of business model. And we are business boys. And we are very good at that. And nobody's trying to buy us. And don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> is that we're just going to do episodes when something's out. Which means right, right, right. now our podcast is only going to be these sort of shingles. Your Bobo boys, your Tano boys, your Echo boys, uh, your Diego boys, the as yet unannounced awesome name for the Kenobi show. And at, at a certain point, we're, we're, we're Poe boys in name only. We're not calling anything Poe boys. We're the Poe boys. The podcast is the Poe boys. But every, every shingle now, we're not going to, you know, we're not doing filler, then it's not just going to be Poe Boys episode, whatever. It's always going to be something else, boys. Crazy. Um, yeah, but that's the that's the, that's about growth, and it's not because people are trying to buy the Poe Boys LLC and all of its umbrella corporations under us. That's not it. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with corporate maneuvering or espionage. I don't know anything about that. Divestment is not a word that you would say about Never even us. Never heard of it. Because Don't we only invest in ourselves yeah. and you, the fans, <clears throat> by having these episodes come out with that sweet, sweet content right as you're going to watch the next episode. So. Absolutely. Um, now, that leads me to my other thing, which is I was thinking about this all like, oh, do we do like, would it be fun to, to cover Moon Knight? And do you know because it's our boy Oscar and uh, people you know, would whatever. love it, but unfortunately, no, it's not the spirit, right? And but yeah, that did get me thinking: what if we were if we were a Marvel podcast and we were constantly changing our name to match Marvel properties that were out? What would those names be? And then, of course, now famously, when I need to go to sleep, I just go through the alphabet. I think of a character from whatever. IP that starts with that letter and usually I fall asleep before I can finish. Now I'm just going through laying awake at night thinking about every uh, Marvel thing in order and thinking what would the Poe Boys name for that one be? Well, so if you really need something it, to go to bed to. 
it, it would be really easy, and I hope this is true, and this is not us breaking any news, but I'd love it for it to be Luna Boys, um, because, you know, maybe Diego Luna makes a showing, Diego, Oscar, Pedro, I mean, they're they're all friends, and it'd be nice for them to be on a project together, because we've not seen um, Pedro in Marvel yet, I don't believe. We saw him in DC, and then we haven't seen Diego in anything in Marvel and DC yet. I don't, I don't believe. Not that I know of. So, I mean, it'd be perfect. It'd be absolutely perfect because isn't he supposed to be British and in Egypt and stuff? So, as long as we're bringing a guy that has nothing to do with any of those things, Diego Luna is very talented. Um, Pedro Pascal is very talented. We can bring all these people to portray characters that are not the characters that are in the comic. Yeah, and I don't know what that has to do with anything I just said, but sure. So what what were you thinking? What name were you thinking? Names for podcasts. Yeah, no, no. But you ha- did you have a name for Moon Knight Boys? Oh, no, that's not out yet. I haven't gotten that far. You know, winners, Captain America movies, it would be Buck O Boys, because Bucky. There's not as many O names. You have to just change a lot of names to have an O on the end. Mm-hmm. Got your bucko boys. Um, um, you know, I don't want to ruin them all for you because if you need to fall asleep, you don't. You can't have all the answers. You got to think of them yourself. Yeah, Luna true. boys doesn't even fit the formula though. I don't even know. You're, you're out of your mind. Well, Luna's the moon, and then there's Diego Luna. Right, Luna does not yeah. fit the Luno. That makes no sense. Also, right, not like Bobo. That's his name. Right. Right. So I don't know why you brought that up. Right. Well, um, Josh, do you have any other... I mean, that's a big update. And also, that this is probably the hottest news that we've covered in a while. Because that trailer came out on Monday. And this episode comes out on Wednesday. So, Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, the only Star Wars stuff I've been seeing this week... A lot of, like, um, hearsay stuff. And a lot of, like purported leaks or things like this a lot of rumors this week very gossipy week to be in the cafeteria at star wars and a lot of people whispering and like heard this from a friend who heard from a friend and yada yada Mm -hmm. um stories about you know tamara morrison maybe slipping up a little bit in an interview letting something slip and ming na wen having to be like uh stories about ming na wen tweeting congratulations to somebody and then very quickly deleting that tweet uh, stories about a purported leaked trailer that for a yet unannounced um, Star Wars project. A lot of rumors. We're above that. We don't do that. I don't have time. I don't want it on my YouTube channel. I mean, or my it's recommendations. Also, it's also like, is Captain Rex probably in Ahsoka? Yeah. Okay. That's not news, right? Like Tamir Morrison's gonna play Rex. That is not, like, in what world do you think he doesn't play Rex? <clears throat> let me, let me, I mean, just, just tell me, email us, poespodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> email Obvious, us the world. That's not news. Obviously, he's Captain Rex in the, the Ahsoka TV show, okay? So stop speculating about it and putting his face with a beard, okay? Sure, that's, that's going to be him. Now, here's something interesting. A little blonde I, M&M hair. I was watching the football game, and then the trailer came on, because Dork. I definitely, you know, I want to get my sports in, 
and they are plugging the Disney Plus, like, hey, get Disney Plus, and then they list all the projects based on their um, logos. And Andor is appearing now, Kenobi's appearing now, as very prominent Moon Knight, obviously, because of the trailer, She-Hulk. So we're getting, I mean, we're, we're getting closer and closer, and the only thing we have on Andor is the video about their sets and like oh look how big our sets are and then kenobi him just reminiscing about stuff and talking about hayden christensen coming back so it's I, do we know if that one of them is definitely coming out this year and then the other is 2023 is that right hmm that's do a good have question I, on? Uh, yeah i don't know okay because I also just assume Bad Batch is coming out in like April, May, but I have no confirmation on that. Yeah, there's a, it's supposed to come out at some point in 2022. The second season is supposed to come out. Um, and it looks like they're saying Kenobi is, is a 2022 thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not a rumors podcast, so like... That's right. You know, we, we certainly support Deborah Chow um, and, you know, Robert... Um, who's currently working on some projects? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting comments coming out about Boba Fett, and I'm sure we're going to add to that commentary because such a good second episode. And then, yeah, oh, last last week's episode, you mean? Yeah, last yeah. week's episode, and then this week's episode. They were yeah. both. They both happened. Um. Yeah. Well, before happened. we before we dive into that, let's take a let's take a minute and I wanted to to fill the listeners in on some other Bobo Frank content they might not have been um, tracking Man or or Man maybe with are, it. you know. So I've finally gotten around to reading a good chunk of the materials that consist that that make up the Marvel Comics Star Wars event, War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, there's the main book, which is five issues that's written by Charles Soule. And then there's four other comics that also kind of tie into it. I've read two. So I read the main events. I read the Star Wars tie-in book and I read the Darth Vader tie-in book, uh, for all you, um, Bobo heads out there. Now, the Josh, gist of it. Um, sorry to interrupt there. Does Black Christanton make a, an appearance in the first comic you were talking about? No. Okay. Uh, so the gist of this event is Star Wars and, and Marvel are currently taking place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. So they're doing an event that is, you know how you think Boba Fett got Han Solo <laughs> And then went to Jabba the Hutt with Han Solo. Actually, um, a bunch of stuff happened. And then that happened. Of course it did. Right. Like a bunch. Like a whole war of the bounty hunters. There was uh, a war. And he was he was in the battlefield. So here's the whole thing. Uh-huh. Is they, they, they build this as a war of bounty hunters. And it's all these other bounty hunters on the executor trying to catch up with Boba Fett. Steal Han Solo from him. And, and get the bounty. Which is like, you know, okay, bounty hunters are, are an unscrupulous lot. Um, it is decidedly not that. Okay. At all. Um, maybe in some of the spinoff books, it gets into more of that. But it is like a big Star Wars event. And big things do happen. 
And there is like a big return that I think will very likely play into um, Buka Babo Frank, but um, who can say? So I guess, uh, long story short, you know, we've been talking about, well, I've been talking a lot about like, what's the deal with this, you know, Babo Frank guy anyway? What do we even know about this guy? I would say this is a pretty good example of he shows up, he looks cool in armor. There's like this vague idea that he has a code kind of, but nobody knows what it is. He's still an enigma. He's still a freaking enigma. Um, that said, it was like pretty fun. And, you know, if you want to read, I wouldn't recommend reading any of the spinoff books unless you read the main book. That's just called War of the Bounty Hunters. You know, don't read the Star Wars or Darth Vader ones. Those are both good. But without reading that main one, I don't know. And at some point, they're going to release like all of them together. It'll be a bunch of pages. But anyway, I guess I give it three out of five three out of five okay but my whole thing with the marvel books and star wars right now is like the perfect example to to talk about is the last thing that happens on empire right is lando is leaving lando is leaving and luke goes i'll meet you on tatooine and in the comic lando leaves tatooine but that's like turns right back around and then they're hanging out a bunch so at some point he'll go back so there's a lot of i know the, and Lando and Luke were here. What? Lando and Luke are just hanging out a bunch in this. Lando, Luke, they're all hanging out. They're all all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like Empire and and Return of the Jedi seem like A to B, and then a lot of the books right now are just like plugging in letters you didn't know existed between A and B uh, to mix results. I mean, some of it's pretty cool. I think like Darth Vader to me. That's a wide open canvas between Empire and, and Return of the Jedi. But there's a lot of, and the War of the Bounty Hunters is a good example of that. Because it's, you know, it's like exciting it's, and fun. But it's also like, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like we kind of knew A to B here mm-hmm. between these two movies. And they're just like, I don't know. So mixed results. But it's well, out there. I, it, that reminds me of... Um, and you can correct me on this because you're deeper in the comics, but there's that one series where Darth Vader is what trying to like Palpatine is openly training Vader replacements and sending them after Vader to kill him. Mm -hmm. And there's that group of like Android or like Darth use. I don't even know if they have um, the dark side in them, but yeah, it's more like grievousy folk. Yeah. Cyborgs and stuff cyborgs and stuff and i remember like you know i saw a couple issues maybe i read some that you had or something thinking that like that was very very cool and then we that that's a good transition into this week's episode of yes the enhanced i call them um punk rock kids but somebody is calling them like cyberpunk kids and some people are calling them Mm. teletubbies teletubbies one is the funniest but (laughs) Um. Yeah. So let's get into the peak. The peak cap. Can't wait. Oh, it's the peak cap. Uh, peak 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 cap with the coffee. Coffee time. All right. So this week we're covering the streets of Moss Espa, I believe. Um. Such this is cool episode. Three. Sorry. Such a cool title. And. We continue to not get anything until like a day or two after. Like, uh, no, they were. Did they release the title for this episode? 
as it was happening. I don't even remember. Yeah, it well, maybe not on the menu, but it's in in the context of the episode. The title card comes up, mm-hmm. and I have to say, it's called Streets of Mos Espa. There's Streets of Mos Espa are in it. A plus for the name. Yeah. So the block. I mean, the, the big things are we see a little bit about the Dymo. Um, oh, sorry, guy. I never heard that word before. We, we see a little bit of the Dymo politics, a watermonger who, and this is a real job people actually have. And if you're a listener and you have a job like this, it's crazy that that's your profession. But his job is to, he receives water and then he trades that water to people. And he's, this is, this actor, it's a cameo. Even uh, Root. Okay. Um, I just knew him as the, the uh, stapler guy. From stapler guy, things. get out guy. Oh, he, hmm, I'll have to remember, I'll have to think about that. I, I thought of him as the stapler guy and the dodgeball guy. Mm. Um, those are the two that come vividly to mind. But he, you know, does this great thing that um, I've seen people do, if not myself, of, listen, I love you. I think you're doing a great job, but you suck. And I'm just so mad for you. You're so, you're like, you suck. Um, I don't think so. I'm actually mad that everybody thinks you suck. I just want to let you know that I know that everybody else knows that you suck. Um, so he's like doing the whole respectability politics stuff again. Fennec <laughs> wants to murder him. Um, which makes perfect sense. They go, they meet the cyberpunk kid, Teletubby group, who, like, do the very, you know, classic, shut up, old man, go to your mansion. And then then Boba Mm -hmm. Fett, of course, pulls out a chair, turns it backwards, sits in it, like, with legs splayed open, backwards on the chair, puts his arms on the back of the chair, and says, listen, kids, listen, teens. Yeah, almost, almost... I mean, without the chair, but he practically does that. Yeah. And Fennec is... I mean, we get so many looks from Fennec this episode of, like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> um. So he's like, hey, you work for me now. You're part of the Bobo gang. And then we get these scooters. Now, Josh, my understanding of this episode is those scooters are actually... Like those are, they had wheels on them and then they just removed them in post, which explains the chase scene later on is all that stuff actually happened practically. (laughs) And then they just removed all the uh, like wheels to make it seem like it was an actual chase, which, which showed like this was supposed to be kind of set and filmed like it was episode four, but we'll get into that. So um we get a flashback and this episode's like what 30 percent flashbacks not it's not heavy flashbacks at all not nearly yeah the least flashbacking thus far yeah and it's weird too because i kept thinking in the last two episodes we need less flashback and i am am correct and i well actually no i think we i would have preferred more flashback this episode so we get this flashback of him going to get the spoils of their labor um and he leaves and then i believe we get like he wakes up from it and something i'm generally scared of um happened of he he was woke up to black christian and trying to murder him yeah eastern Um, promises style yeah so 
it, I mean, it was hinted um, last episode, you know, I'm not some sleeping Trandoshan, uh, but he functionally is, right? Yep. Like, I mean, um, they even tell him, like, oh, don't sleep. And he's like, oh, I'm talking, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Power so play, he, I guess. Yeah. So, Black Christianin, um, in, I guess, his form um, doesn't make a lot of sense, but he opens him up, he opens him up to kill him hand to hand. As opposed to just using his four foot rifle and shooting the back to tank. Yeah, was that even there? No, he didn't bring it. Um, and I mean, Chrysanthemum Cr- Cr- and, and, and Bobble Frank have a history. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they do yeah, know she- each other. So you have to wonder if there's some sort of. I don't know. But then again, I mean, that doesn't really explain well, it to does, a casual it does, viewer why he doesn't It does have come later going. in the episode, um, for sure. So there's this fight. Um, I'd say terrifying for the first like five, ten seconds. Yep. And then after that, it was like pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Remember a, there's how a... we were like, oh, they're definitely going to fight. It's going to be like this huge thing. Yeah. Uh... Well, I mean, they're, they're definitely, this, ep- this, this show's definitely, the expectations I had from episode two, which were, you know, we're going to get a Tuscan Raider help for Boba. Still could happen. to get a big Boba um, Christanin fight. Um, you know, the, set, the latter happened. It wasn't good. Um, there's, this, there's this great picture of Danny DeVito, like in a white diaper, like covered <laughs> in baby oil that keeps getting posted. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's been, I thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed the memes that people have been doing for this. So I'll, I'll say this is the most memeable episode. So we get into that. We get in this fight with the cyberpunk kids. Mm. Um, they, one thing it, it does show is it shows that Fennec is super, super capable because she, you know, takes out Black Christian very easily with like one shot. Um, just so happens to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like Boba gets his back broken, but I guess it just gets snapped. Like, you know, I think he just gets stretched. Yeah. 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 It sounded like he just gets, was, was just stretched. So, I I mean, I think we're certainly going to get another black Ristanen moment. Um, but it's just going to be him as an ally, as opposed to, you know, being a person that's fighting. So, right. Um, I mean, I'm sure some people really, really enjoyed that. I, well, I mean, well, well, there's certainly something to be said about having a fight with Boba Fett where you strip him of his literally entire hold deal. Because again, I still maintain, we don't really have a great idea of who Boba, Boba Fett is as a character. We just know what his armor looks like. And they're just like, isn't his armor cool? And they, I really don't feel like they've given us enough of who he is under the armor. But I think there's something to be said for like, well, let's put him in a fight where he doesn't have this armor. And that Yes. Uh, him and Fennec fighting a big giant Wookiee. Okay. I don't know about these teens, man. I don't know about these teens. Maybe I'm just old. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was one of those things where, like, very quickly, this big imposing force was was deprived of its own gravity. Yeah. So, I mean, they are fl- definitely flipping the script and, and bringing things much earlier than I would have thought. Um, like the end of the show, the end of this episode 
where we're going next. I, I didn't really anticipate all that much. Um, but so, you know, we do this fight and then um, we have a conversation with the huts, I believe. Like the twins actually come to the palace with a gift and a warning that they're leaving Tatooine because they didn't know that somebody had laid claim. Mm-hmm. So they leave a gift, which is a Rancor and Danny Trejo. Yeah, um, that was a great gift for the audience. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the that's the thing that people, that I've seen a lot of negative comments about this episode and the writing and um, the cyberpunk kids. People aren't a huge fan of those. People are very, very excited for Danny Trejo to be Absolutely. back. And such inspired casting. I mean, uh, you know, I'm like, by no means is he like, oh, obviously he's a Rancor Keeper. So, you know, the idea of casting him as a Rancor Keeper and his whole, you know, being knowledgeable about that animal and relaying that to, to Bobo Frank and stuff. He killed it. He killed it. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. Now, I did let out a multiple groan when he's like, I want to ride it. Um, yeah, Rancor. did you catch the callback to the Christmas special there? Kind of, sort of. Sam talking really? about really, no, 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 I, I didn't. Written things so much bigger than this, and you know, Baba Frank's first appearance in the Star Wars Christmas special. He he greets Luke or whoever from atop a big giant lizard. That's not entirely dissimilar to uh, the, uh, the kind of thing. Not the Cray Dragon, sort of like the thing Obi Wan Kenobi runs around on in Episode Three. I think it's been a minute, and they have a name. And then that name they mention in the in the first episode of Mandalorian when when Queel is Queel? Like, like oh your ancestors rode the this and that or whatever. My understanding the Megalodon the, thing, the, no, uh, the Mythos Mythosaur yeah Mythosaur. that's probably it. So there you go. Yeah, so you know we get some some nice lines. We get some background on the Rancor. We see this Rancor, you know, basically imprint itself onto Bobo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're getting a, we're going to get a Rancor Boba Fett scene. Yeah, probably Chrysanthemum mm-hmm. riding up big giant war with the pikes and some some stray Tuscans that survived and yada yada and teens and all their social media friends. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. So, we go um, figure out, you know, we're, we're going to go talk to the mayor and the major domo um is like he's not here and then he runs away and we have this chase scene where boba fett is like i don't want to use my jetpack that just seems a little too easy not yet anyway yeah not yet so we get this chase scene through tatooine uh, sorry not well yeah i guess through tatooine but through moss espa um i would say the positive of this is they're definitely doing a lot. A lot of times, Star Wars doesn't do a good job of explaining things to scale. Uh, you know, just how big something is. Um, at least in my opinion, like a lot of. And this is this is more on animation. Like a city looks a lot smaller in animation, which is you know really tough because you're drawing everything. But you know, they're doing the speeder chase throughout this whole city. That part was interesting. Other than that. Um, the the techno kids, it's it's just not for me. Um, the Teletubby memes have been great. The leader of the gang, whose name I'm forgetting, she's actually blowing up right now. I don't I don't know if you recognize her. I don't. 
Um, she seemed she, like someone I should recognize when she showed up. So I have never seen her in a project, but she is one of the people on Yellow Jackets. Okay, I've heard the, a lot about that. Yeah, which is a show that's blowing up right now. So she's mm. like, has this role. She probably cast and was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got this great role, blah, 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 before she blew up with Yellow Jackets or maybe they were dunking currently. And then the eye, the eyeball guy, he was on a CW show for a few seasons called The Hundred. Um, oh, okay. But that was that was pretty much it. Then the other two are I haven't even really seen them enough to recognize those characters. I yeah. mean, one of one them was wore like, like a sports coat or something, like a hoodie, like a gray hoodie. Yeah, uh, gray yeah. hoodie kid, and on a desert planet. But whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the end reveal is that it's the Pikes. Yeah. Um. So coming yeah, in I at mean, thirteen and a half minutes. Yeah. Well, I would say that <laughs> there there is a there is a um a scene where he talks to the Pikes and it was like you know it's either the right. Pikes or. Those Nictos or Weequay, I always get the, I think it's yeah, the Nicto Yeah, whatever group. the gang is. I'm pretty sure they say the name of the gang even, and I don't remember. Uh, that character, voiced by Phil Lamar, does the voice of Kit Fisto. Uh, really? And, and okay. a, several other characters in, in Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. I think Bail Organa as well in Star Wars Animation. So, That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. That guy's super talented. Um, so, there, I mean... It well, seems like the okay. So let's let's talk about the teens. El- eliminate. No, I want to talk about the elimination of the Tuscan Raiders. Do you <sighs> think they're all gone? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it... they made a a pretty clear decision to have at least two of those Tuscans stand out and have like very unique and loud, not loud, but you know, like character designs that read where you're like, oh, that's that one. Um, yeah, you know, that the warrior chieftain... and that chieftain. Yeah. And I. I don't and think the don't kids, see them. The, you, well, no, no. I think you see the chieftain. We well, don't see that warrior. You don't see the warrior. You don't see the um, parkour Tuscan Raider, Darth Crate guy, and then you don't see the kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- there, there's clearly some that are still alive, um, and you you could presume that they're just gonna wipe out like as many pikes as they can. Uh, yeah. I would, I would imagine, but yeah, let's talk about that cyberpunk group. What do you think? So I, here's my whole thing is I'm always trying to be, I mean, I feel like you see in star Wars fandom or any kind of major fandom, there's like a knee jerk reaction to anything new or different or outside the box. So I always am really trying to catch myself and hope that that is not the case with me. But, you know, anyone who's been listening to me talk these last few weeks, you know, maybe I am being a little guilty of this. And I'm trying to put my finger on, you know, what is about the teens of it all. And I really do think that it's that first scene where Bobo Frank comes up to them and is like, why are you ruffians? And they're like, we're not ruffians. There's no work. And he's like, well, if you want work, let me sit backwards on this chair and you can come work for me. And there's Mm -hmm. it's that is the most uh, potent, I think, so far of. I can think of no other word for it, but like this, it, it seems like kind of this performative wokeness kind of a vibe. 
where he's like, yeah, which is I I don't know. Again, it's, it's fine. There's maybe a better word for it than that, but it is this, this very loud morality that he is made to convey in the writing in these episodes, mm-hmm. where he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I made fun of your eye," and it's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with those ideas, but they are like very loudly on display here in ways that you you it feels like that's the point of what's happening is to to show that he thinks that mm-hmm. i don't know and I, so that introduction i think put me on the wrong foot with him but then it, yeah it like it made like boba fett feel like a youth pastor oh that's really good you know it, like like him being like you know jesus could also have be rap did you know that you know I uh, immediately Lord think of that um, Spider-Man comment in uh, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So those of you that have seen that movie, you'll probably get what, where that reference was. Yeah, I just, I think the thing for me, and I'm probably not kind enough to say that it didn't, like, the cyberpunk kids I didn't need nor care for. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, you're thinking about what he needs, and you're like, that's not it, dude. Like... You know, you took over Jabba the Hutt. You know, you talk about all these vassals. There's all these massive groups. I mean, he doesn't even have enough people to go one for one with the parkour assassins. Because there was like eight of them. And there's like four of these park, these punk rock kids. Yeah. So it's like each time he just like makes mistake after mistake. Which I guess makes sense because he's not an administrator. Sure. And he's just been a bounty hunter his entire life. So... I guess he was bound to make these mistakes. Yeah, and I mean, on you know, and on the one hand, here I am complaining. Oh, they're not doing enough to to show me who Boba Fett is as a character. And on the other hand, they do have him here now, kind of showing a recurrent penchant for trying to construct a family unit or con- trying to construct a group. You know, he's an includer, or he wants to be included. You know, he wants to be part of his Hoskins. He wants to be part of these cool teens group or whatever. That is something. I mean, that's that's a character trait, but. I don't know. It felt it just felt like um a a grown up writing uh what a teen or something. I don't know. I don't know. And I really I you know, I I hopefully this is not just me being an old guy about it being like that's not my Star well, Wars. I, mean, I like to think I'm pretty open to to new ideas in Star Wars. Let's speak but from who the writer, knows? I'm still talking. Oh my god. Let's speak from the writer though, which is John Favreau. Oh, so, <laughs> the height of cool. But that's the thing, though, is like, you know, he is speaking for a group that I don't think, I think he's doing a hit or miss. I mean, he's hit, doing a miss with explaining this specific group. Yeah. Now, granted, he is very particular. Like, I think I'm, I don't know who, what interview I listened to, and I might just be completely making this up, but I think this, the, that bad chase scene was very deliberate of here's what it would have looked like if this was episode four and here's the technology, here's the practical effects, etc. So I don't know if like he saw the movie Blade Runner and was like, that would be cool if that was in Star Wars or if this is actually what he thinks a young group would do and look like on this show. Yeah. And cause that's, I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah, okay. Maybe that's the technology they use in a new hope, but then, you know, a new hope leaned into its limitations and it's the same with like, I, I, 
where, I don't know where I am seeing this because I'm not on Twitter. Probably some website we're talking about like, oh, well, but teens because of American graffiti. It's like, yes, sure. George Lucas did American graffiti. That had teens. They had bright vehicles. They drove fast. That doesn't just mean like one for one, you plug that in to Star Wars and then cool, that that works. You know, it's, there's there's no, it, it was like they copy pasted or something or, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, so we talked about um, Black Kristanen. We talked about the speeder bike kids. How do you like the pivot to the seeming villain for the rest of the season are the Pikes? Well, I don't know. Do you want to guess real quick? <laughs> Well, I mean, you um, you've been on you've been on this podcast to say Darth Maul's coming back. Well, yeah, I mean that was a little bit of a joke, though. I do, I mean, without saying too much, I I do I, I do suspect that maybe something in more of the bounty hunters is going to tie into this. Um, and then so, I've seen some people reference Fennec, um, a Fennec betrayal. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean, the last shot of this episode is like some pikes disembarking and it very much feels like oh here's this invading army it's like it's like 12 of them and like you you beat more than that last week on the train so that's not very threatening it doesn't really feel there's no gravity to it it's not like when black or sand showed up you know a bunch of pikes getting off a plane i didn't feel like oh man war's coming both of them right i mean he's got a freaking ray corps he you know he, he beat him already on the train uh, but then there's the other part of it that is like, I don't think anyone who is like a particularly passionate uh, Star Wars fan is is watching this episode and thinking that the Pikes are the end game. I mean, I feel like everyone is like, okay, yeah, it's the Pikes, but really it's X all along, fill in the blank. All of, I mean, they talk about in Solo, in that script, and all through development of that movie. When Kira calls her, could have been anyone. Uh, we really didn't know until late in the game, and then we just plugged that guy in. Um, in so many words, and it very much feels like that. Where it's like, I'm gonna have to sit through these next four episodes, kind of pretend to be intimidated by these pikes or whatever. But nobody thinks that they're the end game here, and it just feels like we're, you know, I don't know, running okay. neutral or whatever. Quit let's let's the speculate then. Let's let's throw some speculation. I don't even want to. <laughs> what if it was Kira? Yeah. Um, I mean, because, right? What if it's gonna be someone? Yeah, because at one point Crimson Dawn is in charge of the Pikes, although presumably that was lost a long ago, because you know Darth Maul loses his grip on all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's... Um... But here's my thing. is it, It's, you know, what if who, you know, this person, what if that person? But it's like they're already, I don't know. I don't care who it is if the lead up to it is boring. Like, if I find out that it's Dark Maul, if I find out that it's Kira, but it's still just the pikes for all those episodes before, you know, the, the book of Baba Frank season one is not going to improve because at the end of it, they plugged in the right variable for X. Like, you still have to make the pikes compelling, and they're, like, not. Like, they already 
vanquished them last week. It felt like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Know. What, so, what what were your thoughts at the end when a bunch of pikes showed up? Um. Oh, I was lukewarm about all of this. I'm like, yeah. what was the point of the first two episodes? You yeah. Make me care about Tuscan Raiders. You wipe them out. You yeah. um, show you know him being a bad administrator. Then you continue showing him be a bad administrator. So. And so, more talking a little more on uh, looking at my notes here, the whole solve for x of it all of who the big bad behind them will end up being um but they you know they're they're they love saying daimyo so much they freaking love it they're going crazy with it i was trying to think of an example of another uh piece of pop culture that just fell in love with a vocabulary word like this but i couldn't think of one off the top of my head but i was like yeah what the heck i'm actually gonna look at what daimyo is it's from feudal japan you know daimyo served the shogunate it was sort of the you know head person in charge so i mean even the fact that they're beating you over the head with that word that word that is subordinate to a you know a higher authority even that is just continual setup of and choreographing of there's somebody bigger there's somebody bigger there's somebody bigger um yeah i don't know i don't know like there was no the mandalorian season one if we compare it to this it's hard to. It's really hard it is. to. It is, but there was... I don't know. You know, you, know, you meet Werner Herzog. He is charismatic. He is interesting from Go. And there's never sort of any, oh, but who's pulling the strings behind Werner Herzog? And then when someone is, they show up when that is revealed. There's a, you know, And that character is also incredibly charismatic and interesting. And neither of them are a pull. That's like, oh, you even want to take this toy off the shelf, you know. So it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, Pete. Yeah, I um I mean we still have four episodes to go. Yeah. And you know, they're eliminating storylines, creating new storylines. So yeah. we'll kind of see how they're going. We're I guess two episodes away from the penultimate episode. So I I mean still I'm still gonna watch obviously and i feel like we were really down in episode one and then came back for episode two so i'm curious if it'll be something similar to that it could be and i yeah so speaking of disney plus i the eternals is out on Mm -hmm. disney plus now and i was watching that again and while i was watching that i was thinking like you know that is a movie with two narratives that spans two chunks of time it doesn't really bug me in that movie like it does in in Book of Bobo Frank. You got any thoughts on that, Pete? What did you think of it in Eternals? What did you think of that kind of narrative device in Eternals? I I thought it was I thought it was a good, but it also it's a lot. It's a much tighter movie, even though the one of the hits <laughs> it was was that the yeah. movie was way too long. Right. Um. Yes, I think you and I both enjoyed that one. Yeah, I, I mean, serves. I still I I still like it. Um, yeah. I'll probably check it out at some point. Um, I've been having an interesting thought of is Eternal setting up the new big bad or is that what like Doctor Strange is doing in the Spider-Man or is that uh, what Loki did mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah so early days um, curious to kind of see what all that is whereas with Boba Fett it's like cool I mean is he gonna still be in charge or 
Is his armor going to be taken away? Yeah. Uh, but Although, I, you, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you, you go ahead. Well, you bring in a really interesting point with that Dymo stuff of like, is that this, you know, the end of the season? Then credit is, oh, you thought Jabba the Hutt was in charge? <laughs> it's actually me, Hutta of the Huts. Young Ben Solo. Hutta. 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 It's actually, it's actually me, me Darth Dash Freight. Rendar. Dash Rendar. Prince Zizor. It's me, or, Jackson, the rabbit in a red space suit. No, it's Aura Singh. You it's thought, uh, General Gascon. You thought Woody Harrelson killed me? <laughs> he didn't. Nope. It's, uh, um, it's, it's Therm Scissor Punch. Yeah. Real it's, character, it's look it up. Dr. Afra. Uh, well, oh god, better not be. I really like Dr. Afra. I really want Dr. Afra to show up. If she shows up like that, it'd be really stupid, in my mm-hmm. humblest of opinions. Um, I do think let's let's just in the interest of um not raining on whoever's parade for this whole episode, I guess I do want to circle back to Danny Treo, talk a bit about that whole scene, talk a bit about fleshing out the rancor. Um, I mean, I guess we already talked about it, but I was super psyched when he showed up. I figured there was a pretty good chance because Robert Rodriguez works with Danny Trejo a lot. Um, but I was pumped. I was pumped. I mean, I had a similar reaction to uh, Black Chrysanthemum showing up. Not as visceral because he's not, you know, a nine-foot-tall Wookiee, but I was pumped. And I thought, he, you know, he did a great performance. It's interesting uh, wrinkles added to the Rancor. Uh, that they are deeply emotional creatures. I really enjoyed that. Um, it does kind of continue to add to the, oh, Boba Fett is a moral paragon and he treats everyone and he you know, loves animals and he has, he He's has misunderstood. A, no shortcomings. Yeah. But, well, it's cool. I, I also like this because it gives you somebody for him to talk off against. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Fennec is like, you know, we've seen Fennec, cyberpunk kids. So it's just an, another person that's populating and making, you know, it more of what you would imagine somebody taking over Jabba's palace to have, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just that robot that's like, you got to murder this person. Love the robot, though. Robot's pretty cool. Love the robot. Yeah. Love Fennec. Love Danny Trejo. You know, these teens, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. What? So highlight of the episode for you, Pete? Uh, that it was over. No, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the, the twins conversation was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that back and forth. I don't think we're going to see them again. And you're hoping the, the mayor's, the mayor's major domo. Um, anytime he talks, um, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. So I'll say he's those really ones. I'll say I mean that that actor is really playing that character like he, he there's if he, it feels like that's just a, a, a Twilight bureaucrat that they found like yeah, when the he, camera's on him it's a documentary like if it, it feels that performance I don't know it, yeah it feels very organic to me well, I don't also, like that character but he's doing a very good job and he's doing a very good job with a character that historically has had bad prosthetics, you know, um, has not been a major character or 
you know, somebody talking to them because of where the technology's at. He mm-hmm. he looks lived, you know, he looks like that's you know, he goes and apologizes a thousand apologies for not seeing a litter again and yeah. then running away in that speeder bike. I mean, um uh, very very, very I like the character. I do like the character. What about I think you? KB doesn't come back, but great performance. True I mean genuinely. Um, so what's what's uh, your your rose for this episode? My what? Your rose. You know, you got a rose, you got a thorn. Was that football? Sure. Is that what the bowl. Rose Bowl is? Um, yeah, I mean, dang, dang Treo saying rank, rank cores are deeply emotional creatures. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. It's nice to see him not murdering animals in an episode. Danny Tre- oh Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, Although I guess it does start. The episode does start with that um, weird spider robot thing. Yeah, the Brahmar monk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really not looking forward to seeing that in any more. Detail. I want more of that, please. But in the dark, a lot <laughs> creepier. In the uh, dark, in my nightmares. Yes. Yes, that sounds perfect. Yeah, and then you know my thorn would have to just be that whole that whole cold open with the teens and the greedy watermonger and it uh it kind of just felt like there was um like maybe like they tried to curb your enthusiasm it where they just had like a summary of what the scene is and then they improv the whole thing or something which i know mm-hmm. is not true they actually didn't. but it's i don't know could have used another i don't know it felt it felt very broad it felt very broad very loud and yeah. so it, i think it set the set the episode off the wrong foot set those characters off on the wrong foot um, I don't know. I don't need my Bobo Frank to be a cool substitute teacher, you know? Yeah. Do much. I buy that Boba Fett would be like, here's some young toughs. I can use that as my advantage. Here's some young toughs. I can, you know, mutually beneficial or even here's some young toughs. Happy to take them under my wing. Yeah, I buy that. But no, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with there's teens out there with cybernetic enhancements. But I don't know. It just was all, it was, it was kind of clunky. Yeah. So. We'll see what Bobo and the cyberpunk kids are up to next week. Um, and with that, um, if you want to contact us, poboyspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast, And we'll see you next week. Bye.